This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Saturday the 16th of July 2022. Today's pre-season special. We will be running the rule over this friend, this afternoon's friendly at Bloomfield Road as Blackpool took on Europa Cup finalists and Glasgow Giants, Glasgow Rangers. We'll also be mulling over the, the, the current stro- squad strand, catching up on all that news, transfers and goings on since the last pod. I'm Janice Ball. This is Seaside's podcast, Match Action Show, Blackpool 1, Rangers 2. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, Seasiders podcast. Seems a bit weird on a, on a July the 16th, uh, but the season is upon us. Sean, um, that was, uh, I dropped that little uh, description into the introduction. Glasgow Giants, Glasgow Rangers. Uh, how was it for you, darling, sat in the middle of them? It was great fun, John. I really enjoyed my time in the East Stand. It was uh, really a moment to save it. A lifelong ambition, childhood dream. If there's any girls listening, Sean is a, uh, a fan of the other team in Glasgow that plays in green and white hoops. So, uh, yeah, Sean's obviously a at Lanks Live reporter. He was in the press box surrounded by Rangers fans. So um, I'm sure he enjoyed that. Tim, uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, just a triumph of it tonight, isn't it? It's just the three of us. So, um, uh, it's a menage a trois. Uh, yeah, so I don't, we, we, seem to be, we seem to be dropping dropping presenters like uh, the proverbial flies, but, you know, so no Mitch tonight. No Joe, I think, still uh, training his dogs, doing his Barbara Woodhouse <laughs> bit. And... Uh, <laughs> I've got to say, his video of his dog was quite cute the other night. They put on the podcast patrons group. I've got, I've got to say, so every credit, Joe. We'll 
Joe, considering your you know, uh, robust views at the strength of the, the, the squad, I thought this would have been a perfect platform for him to come in and air those views, but he's, he's declining. And, and, our, and, our, and our new female presenters let us down as well, hasn't she? Yeah. Messaged, ghosted, story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Blackport v Rangers are suddenly in show. We're going to be uh, talking about this game, then catch up on some of the other news and all goings on. Uh, let's talk about, firstly, the Rangers fans, Tim. I thought they made um, uh, an absolutely fantastic spectacle of the day, 8,000 plus of them. and um, Probably the best away support I've ever seen at Bloomfield Road. Uh, I, I, I've just, I, you know, I, I, there was a lot of people actually on. Uh, I noticed on Twitter on ABFT said they weren't going to bother because they could, they could see the home ends being full of, um, of of Rangers fans and and they weren't particularly keen on that. And but I must admit, I went in, I went in the Armfield Club just for a, a quick flyer before the game, and they were. I was quite surprised to see them all in there. But I, I know, I know, obviously, Sean's the other side of the uh, the Glaswegian fence, shall we say? But they, they were they were great fun. They were very respectful. They were shaking around. They were kind of buy a drink, and then you get in the get in the ground. And I've got to say, it actually reminded me of going to like a a game in Germany with the sort of flags behind the goal. And 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 I thought that I, I'm struggling to remember an away support that made as much noise as that and and you know because it is a friendly at the end of the day it's not like it means anything and to be actually honest what surprised me a little bit was they didn't celebrate the goals as much as i thought they would do again because it's a friendly it was just the overall atmosphere of the day it was a great sunny day um i've never seen as many alcoholic drinks on display in the north <laughs> as i did today well i i got told obviously i was with eddie so i wasn't drinking i got my bag searched i had two bottles of water you know Obviously, how hot it is to keep hydrated. He said, well, you can't take them in. I was like, what are you on about? He said, well, you have to take the bottle tops off. I was like, fuck off, no. Said, about no. 25 flares popped up in the other side. So there's people drinking in the north. There's people smoking. Like, yeah, like Sean just said, 25 pyros let off, and they're trying to take mm. bottles oh, of water, the, to- the tops of the bottles of water off, me and my eight-year-old son. I just told him to fuck off. I said, no, what are you going to do? Obviously, they don't, they don't get... Um, alcohol in the grounds in Scotland, so I think we kind of make the most of these trips. <laughs> I don't think they realise that we're not allowed it in the seats at ours. Yeah, well, is that yeah. True? Sean, is that true? Yeah, no, you can't you can't buy alcohol in the in the grounds in Scotland during the the season or at all. I don't think. Um, what? So yeah, no, you can't, and they they tend to be a bit shit with pubs around the area and stuff closing them off as well. So um, it's a bit of a pain in the arse drinking in in Scotland, to be honest. I so I, I suspect they probably just make the most of it while they're in oh, these, well, these grounds and they're able to. Some guys came along our road and they were just carrying pints of lager. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they weren't even hiding them. Well, you know, that kind of shows that it can be done, I suppose, doesn't it? You know, joking aside, that I didn't, as Tim said, the, the Rangers fans were all pretty respectful. You know, they're all pissed, a lot pissed out of their heads, but there was no... Trouble I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not saying the word because I'm sure, and I'm sure they'll get. They'll be leathered later. But I, I didn't see anybody like falling over drunk or anything. And they're all just there to have a good time. And I'm sure it would be the same if Celtic had come as well. It'd been exactly the same. 
And um, no, I would have been kicking everyone's head in. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, and it was, you know, there's a. I mean, I was quite surprised how few Blackpool there were there. I thought we might have had a few more, but those that were there, did, you know, sort of lend, lent to the atmosphere as well, you know, getting behind the team. And there was a few banter chants, wasn't there? Because they had a, Rangers had a very similar chant to um, uh, to our uh, only team in football. So the, the sort of, uh, there's a bit of banter going about over that, which I thought was quite good. And everybody sang God, God Save the Queen together, which I thought yeah, was a bit that was creepy, good. but... <laughs> I had to sing a song Great. to some to some, some uh, this, this German family who managed to parachute themselves into our the, the royalty of our country. But anyway, there you go. It's the national anthem, Tim. How dare you? I know it's sort of national anthem, you? though. Isn't you sh- it? I think you should be. Um, your head should end up end upon a spike, a spike. inside <laughs> Crater's Gate. Yeah, yeah throw rotten tangerines at it. <laughs> Uh, Ian Barron's just said, um, I bet there was a lot of rubbish after the game. Um, I did notice, and also the world made lots of money today with the Rangers fans, I did notice there was loads of bottles of Buckvast tonic wine <laughs> crudely discarded around the place. Now, Sean, tell the uninitiated what Buckvast is, I'm sure. It's the, it's uh, like being the national the, uh... drink, isn't it? It's, uh, the, you can get it very rarely in random corner shops in Blackpool, but... Um, that is for the uninitiated. That is the drink of choice if you're randomly stamp, stumbling around a city centre or a town centre at any point so, in Scotland. So, what is it? It's tonic wine. It's like it? tonic what, wine, but it's dead what, sweet. What exactly is that? I, I have, honestly, I haven't. It's like it. it's I've had, sweet, I've had it's it sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's like a sherry, but it's not. It's sort of not quite. I don't think it's quite as sweet as a sherry, is it? But we when it when um, uh, mate of mine, Nick, who, who used to uh, share a house with one time, he used to work at the off-license at the top of Chapel Street, and they used to sell it in there. So he didn't finish work till 10. So if we were out and we'd been out for a few hours, they'd have a bottle of book fast to catch us up. But they sold it in there, of course, because it, it's right literally at the top of um, – on the just off the promenade. And so I've had it. Um, it's, I can't say it's a pleasant drink, um, but it does – the idea is it gets you – it gets the job in done. In the mood it? quite quickly. <laughs> I used to, just as an aside before we go on to the match, I used to work in that tobacconist called Smoker's Choice under the tower. I don't know if anyone remembers it. I used to be able to buy yeah, single yeah, fags. Yeah. And um, the Scottish contingent visiting Blackpool, they always used to buy these fags called Kensitus Club. And um, that's like the, uh, the the fag of choice of the Glaswegian as a, and they'll wash it down with Buckfast. Anyway, on with the game. Just the MBs just said um, the red flares looked class. What's your views about that? It's interesting because obviously we, I think we all made the point at the same time. As I think it probably been a different stewarding and policing response if it had happened in the home end, but that that shows that if there's an element of organisation to it, that it's it's something that adds really adds to a game. And at the end of the day, if we go a step further and and sort of allow these things in grounds and it allows for clubs to openly sort of liaise with fan groups and things and be able to actually make it as safe as possible within the ground, which is the best way to go. Cause they're always going to be a part of football. Now it's part of this culture that's coming over from Europe. So it's important that we just kind of embrace it to make it something that we can do on a more regular basis. Cause that, that, that spectacle, you can see the amazement of people when they see those sort of things, it, it does add to the, to the game. It was quite Teutonic. It was quite Teutonic, wasn't it? The sort of the way they approached it with the 
with the with the flag, you know, like the flag section right behind the goal, which is sort of like you know, if you watch Bayern Munich games, it's yeah, they're like, like the they call I think they call the Union Bears, and they're so. all in white, aren't they? They've all got white tops yeah. on, and, uh, and, and they're doing all the bouncing up and down, and um, and and that's uh, yeah. I, I remember going to Kaiserslautern, and um, and it was like a random lower second division game in Germany. And and everybody got frisk going in, and there's little riot police everywhere. And they were getting there, and, and I forgot who they were playing. Now it was somebody local, lo- reasonably local. And the away end, you know, they've all been frisky. The, the security was amazing. And then we get like a, almost the equivalent of an organised fire display, uh, firework display in the away end before the game that covered the whole pitch in um, in, in 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 smoke. I'm thinking, how the hell did they get them all in? But you know, whether they were allowed or not, I don't know. But it. it I've got to say it it was a spectacle and they were bouncing up and down and you know I'm all for it mate as long as it's controlled what you don't want to do is people throwing flares what you don't want people doing is 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 chucking them about but if it is organized it can be quite effective mm. I think uh Ian just said every ground should have a pyro corner of the ground there I, think I absolutely agree it was um it, it was something we've not seen at Bloomfield Road ever as long as I can remember going no and it's yeah. a lot safer than throwing smoke bombs on the pitch, which is obviously which we you know we did see as well. But that, but to be honest, from us, not them. But uh, again, that's 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 why it's good to have it organized because there is an element of organisation to to a, couple, a few fan groups in Scotland, and there is that sort of liaising with the club and kind of having that common understanding. And when you've got that group that are identified, then they kind of keep everyone else in line, and there's that self-organization rather than having lone people with with flares and stuff if there is organization to it it kind of cuts that out doesn't it just having random lads coming in with smoke bombs and taking the piss of it the um did anyone see the smoke bomb that came in on the north it was a white one i think might be after we scored I, I saw the guy that lobbed it it was quite high up in the north where i was and he threw it it just hit the back of the um just in the back of the net and it missed someone's head you know, there's quite a few people stood at the front of the North, Tim. I don't know if you see, mm. saw that. Yeah, yeah. They, must, they, have they, missed, they, must have missed this person's head by about six feet. And if that had hit him, six, no, six feet, about a foot. I thought, what a stupid thing to do. You know, if you're going to launch that, make sure it goes on the pitch by mm. a fair old distance. And I suppose that the counter, the counter argument is, is what we've seen in, in, in our own club is that, you know, you can have what's perceived to be potentially safe pyrotechnics, but then does it encourage people to bring other stuff which isn't safe? I mean, we've had a hand, we had a, a Blackpool fan, haven't we? Who's had his hand blown off by with, with a pyrotechnic out, where, you know, when when smoke bombs and so smoke bombs were being let off outside the stadium, and also somebody else brings something of, of a you know, bought off the internet and, and of a different uh constitution. He picks it up and it ends up blowing his hand off, and he's, he's you know, disfigured for life. So there, there, there is a there is a balancing act, I think, and I don't know quite know where the sweet spot is in it, but it's it's what we saw today was clearly organised and not dangerous, and um, it's about trying to manage that. I think, and I think I think sure what Sean says is right. I think you know if you get the club. And the uh, the fans groups liaising, and it's known that it's organised and it's done in a reasonably safe manner. It can create a great visual visual uh, um, effects. I think. I think what the obviously the club needs to be on board with it, don't they? And they could say, right, this is this needs to be organised by this bunch of people. 
the ultras, whatever you want to call them, and they can, I guess they can then self-police the rest of it and say, look, if smoke bombs start coming in from random people, you lose all this. You lose your privilege. Well, that, privilege that's the thing, so- because because the clubs aren't the clubs aren't giving that support or on these sort of things by the leagues and by the the organisations. They're not going to take that stance because it's all going to fall back on them if something goes wrong. So until there's sort of a cross party sort of consensus on that, then it's difficult to do. But I, I think the club work quite well to be honest with with the support groups, particularly with the North. I think they've they've kind of tried to balance that act. Um, obviously, when we initially went back, getting the season tickets and getting that North stand up and going was something that not every club wants to do. So, so do you think the Rangers fans have just they've just done that today? Have they? They've not received it's there, from the club. I, I don't know. I, I don't don't know. But I, I, I know that obviously they liaise with Rangers quite often. Like so, for example, if they've got like a full stadium tifo before a game, they're they're working with the club to get them sort of organised and stuff. And it's the same for a few clubs in Scotland. There is more of a, I think there is more of a progressive attitude to it in Scotland than there is in England. Um, but yeah, I think it was their anniversary of the supporters group thing and that's why they were doing it today. So, um, yeah. but yeah, when they're used to it, aren't they? They're experienced with it now. So, Just segueing into that, of course, we've just got over about two weeks ago now, um, formal permission to introduce uh, standing areas back into Premier League and Championship grounds. Obviously, the trials were going on last year, and and I think that it's going to start, it's going to sort of tie in. I think as regards, I think that you know if if standing areas are going to be introduced, then you know clubs and fans groups are going to have to work together as regards how that's going to work. You know who's going to be in there, and 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 ideally, you're going to create a far better atmosphere. I think we've got a, a pretty decent atmosphere anyway, but if you if you substitute the north, for instance, with a uh, a large a large standing area, um, how much better could it potentially oh, be? Yeah. And if other clubs are going to do it and we're not, then are we going to f- slip slip down the pecking order in relation to atmosphere? Because I know like QPR are doing it and Cardiff and um, I forgot who else is doing it in our division. Um, but there's there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a fair few looking at it. You know, the clubs like Tottenham have built the grounds to accommodate it. And, um, you know, and, and I think we do need this bit of fan culture coming back in because it's a little bit of a sanitite when you compared with, I know I've said it before, but when you go abroad, the, the experience abroad as regards watching it is is a bit rawer than, we're a bit sanitised here sometimes, I tend to find. And, um, and, and I think if you compare the atmosphere with what it used to be like in this, dare I say, 70s or 80s when I first started watching this against now. Uh, I'm not talking about the hooligan element, but I'm talking about the atmosphere element. The atmosphere element has definitely dropped off as against what it what it used to be then, and I think we need to get that back. I think it's quite important constitu- um, uh, constituent of what is the match day experience. And um, I'm, I've, I've always championed and uh, returned to safe and, 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 uh, and, and responsibly run standing areas. We had that safe standing roadshow guy come down, uh, Tim. Remember? I'm still keeping touch with him. He's, he's a great mm. guy, and uh, I met up with him in Germany last last time I went. Uh, he's a he's a he's an Union Berlin fan, and uh, he spends half his time over in Germany, which I think is where he got the original links from. And uh, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, I know well, he's been in touch with it. I know he's been yeah. in touch with the club recently. We've got the East Stand to build, and you know, I don't think these personally. I wouldn't build it in the East Stand. I would I would do it in the North. But you can reuse the seats from the North and the East, or. Um, or whatever, if you were doing what's it. what's the official club line on it? Because I remember 
Ben Mansford not being too positive about it when he was asked. I can't remember what he yeah, said. I think, I, think, I think he said, not on my watch, didn't he, or something like that. Or didn't Carl say that? I no, I think, I, think, that. I think, to be fair, I think Ben said it as well. But, you know, I think I think it's 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 evolving, isn't it? The, the, the debate about it is evolving. And now now we've got uh, the Premier League and, and the EFL sanctioning it for the top two divisions. And and we've seen that, and it, you know, all the trials have been successful. There's been no issues, uh, or certainly no issues that I'm aware of. Um, and we're about to do a, a, re, a development at the ground. Then the, I think the discussion has to be had. And my understanding is um, from recent discussions BST have had with the club that you know that they're not shutting the door on it. Um, and uh, there's a dis, you know whether it happens or not, it's a different matter, but. There's a cost to it, and I think that's what you got to think about and how it's funded. You know, is it is there is there a? I know I remember Shrewsbury doing like um crowd fundraiser to, to help fund it. Um, you know, do, do we look at something like that, or is there an advertising opportunity opportunity that could be linked to it? Because when the seats flip up, you can have something on the bottom of the seats you see that actually creates an advertising opportunity for somebody when the ground's empty that obviously when the ground's full you wouldn't see it but it would be seen if any any time the ground was empty so i know john darsh who's the guy you're talking about john um has all sorts of ideas and hopefully at some point before we start um finalizing the plans that he'll be invited up to blackpool and could have a discussion with ben and simon and brett and whoever else there might be to see what what the opportunities are and what the costings are, um, let's hope let's hope that happens. At least mm. the, at least let's have the discussion about it. Because well, they, yeah, we don't want. I think want well, we've got such a fantastic atmosphere at Blackpool. We don't. We want. We want to embrace that and and make it the best. Again, we always talk about that. The best. We, the best club we can have. We basically want the North to look like what the Rangers fans did today in the South. Oh, massive! You look like you looked at that end, and I thought you thought that's how it should be done, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That's how it should be done. That's a, if that was Blackpool every week, it'd be like wow. Yeah, tangerine flares at the beginning. Yeah, it was good. Really liked it. Right, let's get on to the game. Twenty minutes in, good chat though, nonetheless. So this was how um, Blackpool. Wind up, not with that view. Let's go with that one. It's a bit bigger. Bugged my layup. Right, there we go. Uh, Dan Grimshaw, Callum Connolly, Ek Pateta, Kiyo, Rob Apter, just for you, Sean, Kenny Dougal, Cashy <laughs> Anderson, Josh Bowler, Sonny Carey, CJ Hamilton, and Gary Medine. So, Sean, you've obviously banged bang the drum for, for Rob Apter. Was it, a, was it good to see him starting in this, uh, a game of this magnitude? Yeah, obviously it would be nice to see him on the wing where his natural position is, but I think obviously as we'll come on to, and as as he's shown in pre-season, he's, he's doing so well. As, but out of position, Appleton seems to really like him. Appleton's happy to give him the the trust in those positions. Obviously we are short anyway, but Harvey Hughes is a natural left-back. Um, Jordan Fornley's played at left-back before, but he's trusted Rob Apter to play in a game like this against a very strong side, and he played well, and I would like him to steam stick around if I'm being perfectly honest I think it's worth the gamble of having him around this season I think he's a very very good player um, so he's actually a winger is he I thought yeah so he's he's normally on the he normally tends to play on either as an inverted winger on the right or then left wing as a as a full winger but he's 
for, for me, if, if we've got an academy at the moment, I think if you're not giving Rob Apter an opportunity this season, then I don't see the point in having one because he is the, probably the best prospect we've had in a long, long time. Inverted winger, Tim. Who used, who used to coin that phrase? <laughs> Mr. Riki, I seem to recall. <laughs> uh, Tim, any, any comments on that lineup? It was a pretty strong lineup, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Um, I think I also looked at the bench and thought, ooh, that's, that looks quite strong as well. Um, the Obviously, we had the introduction of um, the, the Man City uh Man City lad, um, uh, Fior- Fiori. Lewis, Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi, yeah. Lewis, is it a presumably Capaldi? Oh, I mean, Fiorini. F- Fiorini. Fiorini. Uh, who, who, I think the link, there's obviously a link to Appleton there, isn't there, through uh, Lincoln, because he was there last year. Um, uh, so I looked at that bench, I thought, I, I actually thought when, my first thought when I saw the, the match lineup was, I thought we were going to do two 45-minute teams, um, the way it looked. Obviously, that didn't pan out that way. The other thing when I started watching the game was that I'm still getting used to it being four three three. So we're so it's a slightly different, obviously different formation to the way that that Critchley played. And um, I was trying to work out the formation even 25 minutes in. I was like, yeah. is three five two. Yeah, well, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought it was four, I thought it was four three three. But we, yeah, it'll always be four three three with Appleton. But it's it's so fluid that. At times, it can look like a completely different formation. I think there's a lot more sort of attacking freedom and creative freedom that the players get compared to a, probably a bit more of a structured version of this. When Critchley first started, everything was a lot more structured, I think, whereas there's a bit more of a free reign, I think, for, for the likes of Anderson and Carey to sort of interchange positions a lot. Yeah. And I think, I think I still think Anderson's best position is in, in that in that four three three will be on the left-hand side of, of the front th- three rather than where he was today. Um, but yeah, generally I thought, you know, I think um, glad to see Grimmie in goals, you know, glad to see Connolly in the team, but what him in midfield really not at right back. Um, Isn't back right back his actual position? It's the first time we've actually seen him. In. Well, no, he started last season playing right back, didn't uh, he? And, and listen, I was a centre half, isn't he? It does an half, it does an okay job there, but and I didn't like him originally, but having having seen him play midfield and see what he brings to midfield, I, when he plays, I prefer him there. So, um, after yeah, I could listen with it with the absences we've got. I could completely see that one, and it's good. Like like Sean says, great to see a young player. Uh, reasonably great to see Sonny Carey playing. Um, I think we so missed him the second half of last season. Um, I'll go on to speak about it. The only one I didn't want to see probably in that starting. 11 was Hamilton, if I'm being honest. But, and that was, that, that's not with the benefit of, of, of uh, my Mystic Meg hindsight. That was just, I just thought, he, he seems to rate him more than, and again, it might be new manager syndrome in that the new manager's working out who his best players are. But I think there was players on the bench. If we were playing our strongest team, we should start ahead of CJ. No end product were the words that kept coming out of my mouth his performance today anyway on with the game Sean how do you think we started um, a lot better than against Leeds where we we looked completely out of it at Leeds we didn't show any confidence on the ball whereas against Rangers we we were trying to make things happen I think Josh Bowler helped that quite a lot 
um, with his drive. And then, as I say, Kerry and Anderson are similar as well um, in terms of the way they were playing in that. It's just a freedom. I think they get more freedom going forward, and I think that helps when we're create, trying to create chances. Um, obviously, Rangers look dangerous on the break quite often, um, but I, I thought generally we were, we were a lot, lot better, and it's sort of the sort of performance that I think Appleton was hoping to see. Tim, we, we did look quite comfortable, I thought, in the first half. We weren't overrun. We were creating chances, and I think if we'd have been a bit more clinical in front of goal, it would have been not unjust to see us going into half-time with a, with a 1-0 lead. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I generally thought we were the best team in the first half, mm. and um, I thought Bowler was, by some degree, the best player on the pitch in the first half as well. Um, he, there's a couple of mistakes comes into his game in the second, which we'll no doubt go on to talk about. But, um, you know, we, we, we had a, a chance, I think it was, was it uh, was it Medine who got the ball and, and blazed it over and, uh, and and Bowler put some crosses across that nobody ended up getting on the end to. But I generally thought, I, 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 my, my impression at the end of the first half was I was expecting more from Rangers than they actually showed. And mm. I thought we looked the more comfortable side overall. Um, I thought Aptor uh, had a great game. The only thing I felt with him sometimes was that in his, in his forward play, he was a bit reserved and I don't know whether he was a little bit nervous. Um, and again, he's a young lad and he's, he's been given a big responsibility, probably slightly out of position. And is he thinking more about if I go forward, am I worried about that somebody's not going to cover me? So I sometimes felt that he had an opportunity to go and didn't, or didn't, didn't look, didn't look, he had the conviction to go as, as, as quickly as he should have done, but that will come. And, you know, if you, if you realize in a system that there'll always be somebody going to cover you, if you do push on, then, um, I, you know, I think he'll, he'll, he'll that that side of the game will develop if he's if he's going to play left back on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, generally, I thought um, I didn't watch. I think I fell asleep watching the Leeds game in the second half. It was that poor, um, and that's after paying for it three times. Although I ha- they have refunded me, they've refunded me. I, I think they've refunded me all three. I think if I check. Um, but, uh, it was the, Tim, I think it was the, the trauma of realising you've paid out three times for something without receiving the product. Well, it's, it's just... Not too unconscious. It's just, yeah. I had an hard day at work and I just sat down and it was it was a pretty poor game to watch anyway, wasn't it? And then I just sat down. The next, day, next thing I look up and it's like at the end of the game, I think, oh, geez, I've had it off. Um, but those who did watch it tell me it was a pretty turgid anyway, so I don't think I missed too much. Um, and I think it was a chalk and cheese performance I watched the first half of the Leeds and uh, it was far better. I was worried watching us against Leeds. I thought, geez, we look, we look really poor. Uh, and I felt a little bit more comfortable after watching, particularly the first half today, where I thought you can see there's a pattern and you can see there's a game plan. And it, listen, it, it's not perfect, but you can see that this thought got into what we're doing. Probably, arguably, more so than under, particularly the early days of Critchley. I don't know what Sean thinks, but there is there is there is a style of play and there is a system that we're clearly going to play to, and we're not. I don't think we'll be jumping around, um, reacting to other teams' setups in the same way that we've seen over the last two or three years, where we've 
You know, we're going, you know, I, I was quite frustrated sometimes under the critch, thinking, why the hell are we changing our game plan yeah. to, to react to them? Why, why don't we just trust the way we play? And I think we'll probably find under Appleton that it will be a case of we will play this system and we'll play it come what may. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the patience with it as well, isn't it? Because obviously, it is a. I think it's a big shift personally for the from what we were seeing at the back end of last season to, to what we're going to see now. Um, I think you're right in terms of he's a lot more set on what he wants, which I think is good long term. I felt like this season we had to have a system and an identity this year, particularly when it comes to trying to recruit specialist players in specialist positions. You need a set system now because it's all well and good having players that can play two or three positions quite well. You, you, if you're going to make the next step, you need players that can play an individual position very well, and we hopefully we'll end up with that. Obviously, later down the line, but for now, it's it is the right way to go. And I think that, as you say, he's a lot more set. He's a lot more convincing. I think in terms of what he wants, he knows what he wants, so it makes it a lot easier for him to sort of explain things and, and say what he wants to do. Ah, oh, we've got a special guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better late than never, Liam. Hiya. <laughs> your your, your, your let... debut. <laughs> You've just and honestly, honestly, just seen your message, and I thought, oh my god, it was such short notice. And then I looked at the town; it was like half eleven this morning. Short <laughs> <Your> notice. <laughs> I'm Time's really fast. sorry. Time seems to go go fast, doesn't it? When you've had a few. Do you know what? I've got my daughter with me as well. I've come round to my friends after the game. That's a hence good, good job I've got my shades on, to be fair. But I'm, I've literally, I've just been messaged like, Smith, you're such a letdown. I was like, what? Why? You should be on the podcast. And I was like, what? So I've looked. So I was like, oh my God, it was sent at half 11 this morning. Yes, darling. Bad, bad okay, we'll get Bruna. I'm bad so mummy. sorry, guys. Joe has his dogs that, that keep interrupting. And you, Do you know and what, you though? I'll children. give you a quick rundown. So I only I went a half-time because I had my beautiful child with me. and So I didn't see Jerry Yates, which was brilliant. Uh, Dougal saw him running quite a bit, which was quite nice for a change. Um, Grimmy, Grimmy, Grimmy. Um, we, we looked all right, didn't we? I bet you've gone past all that now and you're talking about next week or something, aren't you? <laughs> no, we won't. We're bullshitting for the first 20 minutes, so we're only just starting on the moment. We've, we've been talking about pyros and stuff the first that, 20 minutes. Grimmy. I'm so sorry anyway. So um, I've had an alcoholic beverage. My daughter's here. So I'll love you and leave you. And next time I will be on nice and sober without the shade. <laughs> And um, the background noise. I know, I know. See what I mean? But I'm so, so sorry, boys. You all look beautiful, by the way. Don't worry, Leanne. You've spoken more sense than short. Oh, that's obvious, isn't it, Dad? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> right, get so back I'm to sorry. Your, uh, Get back to your drinks, Leanne. We'll speak to you in a bit. See you later. We've <laughs> got a cameo there. Uh, Where were we? So uh, we were getting good, good sign in that John. By the way, it should, yeah, like, it should shake things, up. <laughs> shake things up. So, uh, keeping you lot, keeping you lot on your toes. You know, and, <laughs> uh, if anyone sends the, if anyone sends the audience to sleep with talks of heat maps and um, <laughs> transitions of play and other things that we don't understand, you know, there's yeah. others waiting in the wings. Well, I'll be gone soon enough. It'll take a week. <laughs> Um, Sean, I noticed you've just changed your background and I did notice someone 
someone did notice what your background was all about. Where was it? I think it's um, Helen did mention it. Let me find the comment. Oh, I can't find it now. It's gone. But um, yes, there we go. Let's bring Sean up, make him big. For the, for, the, for the uninitiated, you want to just tell people what the hell that is. There we go. Oh, and the lady. A... Matt has influenced Sean's background. <laughs> this is a Mitch Cook's left foot special uh, AI creation of Richard Keogh during climate change. Um, it's one of, I think, a, a major gallery of works now over the past week on social media. So be sure to, to buy this artwork from all available stores. Um, yeah, I think Mitch has been... Going a bit mad, Tim, hasn't he? In the in the lack of football, I think he's needed a yeah, creative he's, outlet. He's and, and that's, crazy, isn't he? Is that a is that a mental picture of his mental state at the moment? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we should have commissioned him to do the uh, the mural on the outfield. <laughs> oh dear! We'll be coming on to that in a bit. Anyway, I've taken a pick of that. Um, right, where were we in the game? Speaking of Gary Medine, I thought he cut a, a, a soul, a bit of a lost furrow up front on his own. And much as the Medine lover that I am, I don't want to see him like up up front on his own. I think we when we got the ball, we broke from midfield. We just didn't have any outlets or even an out ball because he was he was heavily outnumbered. So, what do you think? The thinking is there, leaving him isolated. <laughs> Well, I, I think he probably would have started Yates if he hadn't um, picked up his his slight injury. Time for a quick break in proceedings to say, if you're enjoying this content and want to say thanks for the pods, please consider joining our Patreon support programme. Starting from the price of a pint per month, Patreon allows you to contribute towards our production costs, gear upgrades and our drinks tab at the dog. Your support will ultimately make the show bigger, better and I like eating a tin of prunes more regular. You'll also get extra stuff in return, like all the podcasts before general release, backstage access to us and our guests, exclusive Patreon-only shows, and other random bits and pieces. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash pod to find out more and hopefully sign up. Scotland, um, I think, I don't think Medine particularly suits what Appleton wants to do long term. I think he actually looked a lot better in, than he did against Leeds. I thought against Leeds it looked atrocious, to be honest, but... I think he worked because I think there was more attacking midfielders getting in and around him. It made it a bit easier for him, but it just doesn't really particularly suit that system. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with him, to be honest. I think I think when you play four three three, my my idea of four three three is a little bit going perhaps based on on Holloway's version of it is is fluid fluid movement up front and is static, isn't he and I just don't see it. We'll come on to, I think, the, the comparison with what happened in the second half. But, you know, you talk about press and there was none <laughs> at all in the in the first half. What I, I, albeit I appreciate it the other end, but I would say there was zero press from from anywhere in the front three in the first half. And, and then you look at what happens after 60 minutes and it's and it's there's a noticeable difference. And I I'm not just blaming him, Medine. I'm actually more annoyed with CJ Hamilton about that, to be honest, because I think he there's no excuse for him. He's younger and he's more mobile. Um, but I just don't 
I don't think we we troubled the Rangers defence as we should have done when we were the better team. And I think Without, I think we did a bowl at him. We wouldn't really have had an attacking outlet at all. No, but I think if we'd had Lavery and Yates on in the first half well, with, with the possession that we had, the good possession mm-hmm. that we had, I think we'd have scored one, maybe two. Now, I'm not saying... But that that's that was the difference for me. When we were the better team, we had two players up there who just weren't... They weren't at the races for me. Mm. Okay, um, on to the, the second half, Sean. Um, Rangers have gone ahead on... Six minutes into the second half, uh, Borno Barisic uh, with a, a tidy finish, just side footed into the into the corner. Yeah, he'd obviously Tim, didn't like that finish. Tim, no, Tim obviously no. did not like that goal. <laughs> yeah, Bo- Borno Barisic, I think, had got sick of Josh Bowler running him ragged in the first half, so he, <laughs> he had a bit back on himself. It was pretty poor from Bowler losing the ball in a dangerous area. Tried to sort of drag his shirt back to try and get it back, but by then it was too late and it's a great finish in fairness I was right behind it it's a good curling effort from from Barisic but yeah I think as I say getting his own back for Bowler rinsing him in the first half um, Tim about Josh Bowler isn't it great that we're apparently going to be keeping him for the for the season so you'd like to think two weeks to go um, I'm not holding my breath just yeah yeah um... I've got to say, I, I, I go back to my comment in the first half. I think he, uh, don't think he was quite as effective in the second, uh, but I thought in the first half he was he was the best player on the pitch, and um, and then, and even his, 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 you know, he's got he's got his limitations. He's got his Achilles heel, um, but it's so good to watch. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it, it's what. As a football fan, you want you want a player like that in your team. We've talked about this before, um, and I hope to God that we keep him because I didn't think we would. I didn't think he'd be here now. Um, and I, I think the issue is, if I'm reading the the tea leaves right, is that nobody's prepared to pay what we think he's worth at the moment, and that I suspect is the reason why we haven't signed any players. Because I think we thought he was going. I think I think we thought we might get three million for him, and that was probably going to be our transfer budget for the summer. And now he's not going, or might not be going, or might not go for as much money as we thought he might do. We, it's it's impacting what we can do. Um, but I- and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'd rather keep him, so that's my, that's my view. Well. I'd rather keep him, and, uh, and if we have to 
augment what we've got with some premiership loan signings, then then that's fine by me. You know, hopefully the first of those uh, is is with us already, and uh, hopefully he's going to be a great addition. And um, we, you know, well, there's this perhaps two obvious places where we need to be looking for another one. Uh, whether we can get that remains to be seen. Which uh, I guess segues into this comment from Danny uh, Blackpool signing Lewis Fiorini on loan from Manchester City. What's your opinion, Sean? Maybe your best informed to tell us a bit about him. No, he's shaking his head. Um, a loanee from Manchester City. It's kind of all we know. Well, he, he came. He was at Lincoln last year, wasn't he? So we know he was at Lincoln last year. Um, Appleton. I, I asked him a Man City mate what he knew about him, which isn't a great deal, I don't think. But he did say, for what he knew, Appleton really rated him. And obviously, that's where the link is. The link is that Appleton was his manager last year. Uh, he's brought him here. Um, we only saw a little cameo today. Well, I think it was a positive cameo. Apart from um, the corner. <laughs> apart from, from the, the dodgy corner. corner he did, yeah. I was thinking, no! We've that's signed exactly another, we've signed what we another player <laughs> that can't get past the first man on a corner. His first one was all right, wasn't it? His first one from the other side was all right. But um, I, I thought, you know, it's, it's early days. You can't really tell, can you? Yeah. But cause, and when somebody gets 15 minutes, it's quite difficult. Um, but... He's a creative I, midfielder with a keen eye for goal, it says. Um, and he, I, I watched his interview on Tangerine TV and he said um, he, he prefers, he calls himself an attacking midfielder and mm. he likes to get his shots away. So maybe he's the piece of the jigsaw that we've been missing. Massive. Sign a five year deal with, sign a five year deal with Manchester City. You're doing something right, aren't you? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, You'd like to think see. so. As far as Appleton was saying afterwards, that isn't that isn't it in terms of central midfielders that he wants. So that's still a, an area of, he wants to strengthen. So I don't think we're done in that department. Definitely not. I mean, with with Kevin Stewart sort of hitting the treatment table again, which is very disappointing. We, you know, we we need to recruit there, don't we? You know, massively. Um, I think Sonny Kerr... Sonny Carey was good today, wasn't Sonny he? Kerr, Sonny Carey was great today, and I think I think he. But we probably need somebody alongside Dougal. Um, if you're going to play that, for me, if you're going to play that three in the, in the middle, you need to have one who's just sitting behind the centre forward, and then two doing the doing the. He'll, he'll play it the other it. way. He'll go one holding two advanced. Do you he's think so? He's, he's sat on that. That's basically it. Because, right. like I say, like when we when you were saying before about whether it'll be set, it'll be four three three, and it'll be one hole in two advanced. Right, but I don't, I don't want to see Keshi in that three. I want Keshi out left. If if we assume Keshi stays, and which I think he, he seems to be doing at the moment, um, that's where well, Keshi's natural position is for me out on the left, not not in that three. But he can do more. it. But I think he's the better player. I think if Keshi been out on that left wing in the first half again, would have seen a different performance. Just saying one more positive uh, attribute from Sonny Carey is now his hair's a bit longer. It is a natural shade of tangerine as well. So. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> recognise him. I thought, when I said, who's the... You know? <laughs> who's the ginger we're going to say, Tim? That's <laughs> racist. That's racist. <laughs> Gingerish. What about Grant Ward? Yeah, that was a surprise was, to see him. Yeah, the rumour was he was yeah. he was where was he? Well, he played he played for Reading in Portugal against Benfica on trial. Mm. They had like eight trialists, and he's so, played for Tomins and thought, "Fuck this for a game of uh, players of players." Thought, "Fuck this for a game of soldiers." <laughs> but I think Appleton was always keen to sort of have a look at him um, 
And then obviously Grant Ward, within his rights when he's not under contract, probably went to Reading thinking, well, we can't just sort of hold on. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what happens there. I'm not for me personally, but we'll, That's, we'll I think see. That, that was kind of the, the opinion I formed. Not, not, not for me, but I, they've said we won't lead him down a path that he thinks is going down, so we'll make him well aware of our intentions uh, within the next week, they said in the club statement I've had. So my inference well, from that was they're not going to sign him. But, but, I don't, on, but why, would you, why, would you, why would you have him in the squad today if you're not going to sign bodies. him? But bodies, really. Also, bodies on, on his day, on his day, he's a very good attribute, isn't he? If, if, he, I, if he can get a season out of him, I'd take him. I mean, but prior to his injury, I, you know, he was... He was an integral well, part of the team. He started he? all of the all of the championship games until he got injured at Bournemouth. So um, yeah. he started quite well as well, I thought. But for me, I just I, I don't know. I think we've got so many of these midfielders that are so hit and miss. You, we do need that extra bit of quality, which is easier said than done. Um, but I, I don't know. It doesn't exactly give the most ringing endorsement of of a statement of where we're going if we're then releasing a player and then signing him back four weeks later. Mm. Uh, Michael Preston, you might want to change your surname, Michael. I've mentioned this before when you've made comments. Uh, Kerry's been great all pre-season. It's good to see he's getting stuck in as well, winning the ball back. And uh, Grant May- Ward may be a different proposition in the midfield. Three. Mm. They definitely play. Like, I thought he was all right today and he, he advanced the ball well. He always has been a good ball carrier. Um, I just think recruitment-wise, we should be recruiting for players that we think are an improvement on everything that we've got. Else, I don't think there's particularly much point because we do already have a number of bodies in central. We're well-stocked in central midfield. We need quality now, consistent quality, and I think Ward is well, one of well, the well, others. Well-stocked, sure, I like that. Should we, should we use like a kind of a Waitrose analogy as in, yeah. using a uh, supermarket <laughs> analogy? Two, we have midfielders in the basket, but they're all going... Their use-by <laughs> date is, is coming to a close, so... <laughs> So, so Tim, what what supermarket would you say Grant Ward's from, as opposed to a sort of a, a Premier League pairing? Yeah, I think he's uh, sort of a Waitrose kind of. I think I think, I think he's, he's 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 above Lidl, Asda. isn't he? I think yeah, he's no. kind of an Asda. I think he's more Asda. he's like Morrison's, isn't he? He's sort of like fairly reliable, but you're not you're not you're not getting a super bargain, and you're not getting the top quality. You want, we want a Fortnum and Mason midfielder, you know, yeah. the sort of place where Tim does all his food shopping from. Yeah, we want we want we want somewhere that stocks the best wines and creme fraiche and and uh, and all the best all the all the best pastries, don't we? That's what we want. Just to bring this down a, a notch, Clapstick says, "Why are we pissing about not signing Ward? It's a no-brainer." <laughs> but then he says, "Decent backup," which is kind of the point I was making. That yes, he would be a good rotation signing, but I don't think we mm. should be signing rotation players anymore when we've already got a solid squad. We should bring in players that influence the first team straight away. We should be bringing in a Waitrose, a Waitrose central midfielder. I think that's what we need, don't we? <laughs> we can't afford Fortnum and Mason, you Phil Foden's. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we're, we're, when we're going shopping, we need to be looking, like we've done today, I think we need to be looking at the Premier League, don't we? So we need we need to be shopping at Fortune and Masons, but maybe going in there with some yellow sticker with some Masons. <laughs> yellow sticker, that's what we need. Yeah. A yellow sticker, Fortnum and Mason. We're midfield. going at eight o'clock at night. We're going at eight o'clock at night when the uh, used by dates are up. Or booths. We grab ourselves. A, we grab ourselves a bargain. 
Anyone, any residents or people visiting Polton may well find me skulking around <laughs> the, uh, the refrigerated areas of booths at half past eight looking for Charlie Bingham meals heavily marked out. <laughs> eight quid for a macaroni cheese. Not when, I, not when I'm around. Three nights. <laughs> and that's what we want. We want the three nights central midfielder <laughs> who scores 25 goals this season. Right, we've nailed it. We should have a place on the board with this. We should do, actually, that, that with um, with our insight into uh, the analogies that can be drawn between supermarket shopping and uh, player player acquisitions. Should we should be there on the on the recruitment team, shouldn't we? At least a consultancy capacity. Exactly, Ben, Simon, Brett. If you're listening, <laughs> give Tim a ring and get us on there. Right, second half. Uh, obviously, we've gone one down. Um, the game, is it fair to say it kind of petered out after the, the, the mass changes? You know, Rangers made uh, wholesale changes. We did on 63 minutes, Medina and Hamilton off for um, Yates and Lavery. I think Tim, we did look a bit more lively, didn't we, since the introduction of Yates and well, Lavery? Well, I said, I said on the on the patron group, we did more press in the first two minutes after those two came on than we'd done in the previous 60 and, and I, I, I wasn't being facetious when I said that. I was I actually, it's what I saw. I mean, Yates looked like a devil dog who was like desperate to prove something. But what we saw was between him, Lavery, and Carey uh, before Carey got withdrawn, that they put they put the Rangers' defence under a massive amount of pressure and forced mistakes. And and we hadn't seen any of that at any point in the previous sixty minutes for me. Um, and uh, and I, I, I quite liked it. I've got to say, I quite like. Mm. I think our big problem is with all our centre forwards is none of them can hit the proverbial barn door, can they? Um, we need a we need a striker who can score twenty odd goals a season. And 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 as much as we love them all, I don't see any of them doing it. No, I think um, I think the difference in today's game was Rangers were pretty clinical with their chances. They you know they did have a. Suter, what was his name? John Suter, he, he's nearly scored just after the subs. But um, Charlie McCann, um, what a finish for that mm, goal. Yeah. Came from nothing. I thought it was... I, I actually stood up and I applauded, which I do very right, rarely. Again. Chill out. We're like good. And in fact, um, and, then, and then I stood up and started chanting, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Towards the east. Not the Rangers fans, but at you, Sean. You. <laughs> as as you can tell, I, I was really happy at that moment as well. I was that was the killer blow for me, John. I heard it actually. Out of all that noise, I heard you specifically call me out there. <laughs> it must have been odd, great fun. Odd, it must have been great fun side the side of the uh, uh, the blue noses all the way through the uh, the game. No, it, was, it was just so much fun, Tim. Honestly, I was enthralled with the action it got to like the last minute i literally was done my head in my hands i was so done i just needed to leave but yeah it's you know it is what it is isn't it it was it made it more fun for me anyway because i had a little bit more sort of riding on it i guess mm. what did you think about the introduction of the uh lavery and uh, yates subs did you I, I just thought the dynamic changed in relation to our forward play for the for the good um what do you think yeah, because like like you say, with the you need a fluid front three, don't you? And and they offer that. And I think Lavery's good down the left, cutting inside in particular. And I think he gave 
after a bit of the license early in the, the second half to get forward a bit more on that left-hand side than perhaps he got in the first half. Um, but yeah, I, I think Yates is probably first choice, isn't he, when, when everyone's fit and firing? Because Lavery's more of a presser. I think Yates is more of the, the all-round player probably, but Again, I, ideally, I think I would I would have an addition up top, but I don't think it's probably out of the priority positions where we need. It's it's not exactly right at the top of the list because I think as much as obviously we'd quite like a 20-goal season goal scorer, if we're bringing in players like these advanced midfielders who can chip in with five or six, then it all kind of builds up together, doesn't it? And you end up scoring the same amount of goals as a team. So as long as we're bringing in advanced midfielders who can start to get on the score sheet which is what we missed last season then then we should be okay uh, Glenn King's just made a, a decent comment did the Gers keep have a, a single save to make in the game don't think he did really apart from picking the ball out of the net no um, trying to think no because we, we, we kept hitting it over the bar or just wide and stuff from, from chances didn't we yeah I think um, it was the same in the first half. Grim, Grimmy didn't make a save in the first half. It, I know. Did. Was it second half? No, they were all in the second half. To be fair, he had a few to make in the second and uh, he made some good saves. But um, yeah. uh, I, I remember at half time thinking, because I actually thought Maxwell was coming on. I was thinking, Grimmy's not had anything to do there. Um, but yeah, no, I can't really. We, we, we've tended to hit them over, didn't we? Whenever we got a chance, they were always over rather than on target, which again, Jerry had one in the second half over. Medeed first half over. And and that's where... Connolly just wide. Yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's disappointing because, you know, I think, I think uh, if we, you know, whatever level of football you play, you talk about hitting the target, don't you? Hit the t- you're not going to score unless you hit the target. And when you're not doing that, you're not making the keeper make saves. Then it's going to limit punished. your goal. Lo- it's going to it's going to limit your goal to- goal scoring opportunities, isn't it? And you're certainly going to get punished against the team that made the Europa League final. But um, a bit of redemption, <laughs> a bit of redemption for uh, Bez Labala on on 88 minutes and quite a. Funny story, just a something I did. Uh, when he got the ball, he was on, as you're looking at the goal, to to the left, but he was on the right-hand side. And he had an easy option just to knock it out right. I think it was whoever was on the right, it wasn't Bowler. I remember, I remember like, just about to say, why the fuck have you not just knocked it out wide when he cut inside? And he tried to make something happen in the box, you know, rather than just playing the easy kind of square ball and getting a cross in. He made more of a... a a dynamic play, if you will, played a little one-two. Uh, it was good to see Tim a bit of positive intent in the box rather than taking the easy option. He looks a bit bigger than I remembered him as well. It's, it's 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 one of those. He's sort of been in the wilderness for that long after his obviously fairly public fallout um, last season with the club, which, which he was acquitted with. You know, there was that and. Yeah, yeah, but also, it was, I was talking about the fallout. It says, like, the not this issue of whether it was disclosed and, right. and all that nonsense that went on. Um, but and I don't know what I think, really. When when I saw him, it was in the squad at, at, um, uh, at Southport and whatever, I thought, oh, is that what we're back to? Uh, but I've got to say, I thought in his little cameo today, I, 
I thought he brought something into... Has he played his way into contention? Like I think he has. I was, I, was, I was almost like trying to get the words, but I was thinking it, it sort of gave something different. And, and if you've got somebody who gives something different from the bench, then you can introduce him, can't you? Like you say, he was trying to do positive stuff. He looked to... I don't know what... I mean, Helly was a bit smaller than he than, than he what they looked today. I thought, you know, so he had a bit about him and he could... A bit of muscle about him. And I thought... You could see how he could do something, and I'm not saying he's the answer, but he, he might be an option. That's all. That's that's where I'm at with it. I think. Sean, um, our friend has just said on Twitch, uh, Bez's pace and strength. Whether he's any good, I don't know. But those things are a combination that no one else has. Yeah. Well, any yeah, um, thought? Go oh, back to you, Tim. No, Go I was going to say, Mitch. Mitch likes to hang his hang his hook, so to speak, on on players who. Don't perform, so um, I hope he's not going to change his <laughs> change his allegiances from the dean to uh, uh, to Bez. Players that know. don't perform, what? Well, you know what? what I mean. He didn't perform today, really, for me. Uh, that'll get him going. I'm sure. We'll get <laughs> no, I was actually just going to wait to see if there's like some sort of message coming up, some form of explosion. There's going to be another maddening on Twitter. There's going to be very dark <laughs> photos of you posted, Sean. Very oh, you too, sorry. There's going to be some very dark All photos right, yeah, posted of you. I'm just waiting for. I, I think he's composing something uh, fairly long and uh, and uh, uh, quite incisive. I think <laughs> club gas expulsion. There's nothing worse than that, Tim. Oh, no, I'm out of the club, am I? Do I lose my badge? I won't be able to sleep tonight. I, I, for me, on on the baller, it's it's a no, because <laughs> um, at the end of the day, he, he went out on loan to Northampton last season and did practically nothing of note. Um, he, I think, to an extent, it, I think he's a, above Hamilton, but I don't think that's particularly a ringing endorsement of a footballer at the moment. So, again, it's one of those. It's probably worth keeping around. If, we, if we're not going to be able to shift him off, it's not the end of the world if if he stays. Um, but again, if he's playing a, a good amount of league games next season, I'm worried. <laughs> Josh Melling, Josh always has some, uh, some nice comments. Uh, it's pre-season, don't get carried away. Mitchell looked like a world beater pre-season last term. Point well made, I think. Club Baz versus Club Gaz. Love it, Stephen. <laughs> right, any closing remarks from anybody about the, the game? Um, just like to say thanks to all the Rangers fans who came today. They just made it a absolutely a, a brilliant occasion. And I think it was it was good to see everything played out in the right spirits. And um, uh, this from Correct by Default. Good game, Blackpool. Thanks for your hospitality. There was no lariness, was there? Which I quite—I I was expecting a little bit of. What you do, you know, when, when we get you get a bigger away following. Especially when everyone's pissed up and an English away following. I'm any. talking about yeah. here, you know, like when we've had like you know Sunderland and I'm not, listen, I'm not having to go to Sunderland, but like we've had the likes. Of, I'm trying to think of other clubs that brought loads of fans. They've been like a little bit. I don't know. Uh, we're bigger than you, and and yeah. and, and are quite disrespectful. Um, where I felt today they. I've got to say, I was really, really pleasantly surprised by um, uh, the warmth, shall I say, of 
the way that they were. And I said, we, we were just, we were sitting in the, in the, uh, the Armfield offering to buy us drinks, shaking our hands, taking the piss out of each other, but then like joining us in the conversation and saying, doesn't one of them look like Frodo out of uh, Lord of the Rings? So one of the other guys was coming up to us, so doesn't he look like Frodo? And uh, (laughs) and it was all banter and it was all great fun and they were thanking us for the hospitality. And uh, all the guys in, you know, there was plenty of uh, rangers in the north, but none of them got Larry, none of them were out of order, Uh, none of them were. Uh, too loud, you know. They were quite respectful about the fact they're in the home end. I thought, I thought, mm. and uh, well, they're welcome back for me. They're welcome back anytime. Yeah, and um, great boost for the town as well to have eight thousand plus uh, away supporters. And you know, I'm sure they're filling the pubs, they're filling the guest houses, yep. hotels. So yeah, it was just a a great day, great day all around. I remember a couple of them were like fist bumping me on the way out, saying "Good luck for the season, boys." and and also, they've got a fantastic coloured away kit, haven't they? They have that. So that's the best oh, bit about them, isn't it? Let's let's not talk about the origins of that kit, though. Uh, yeah. the orange order. Oh right, okay. Better not go there then. Don't want another gaza moment. I think, I think we? we're going back to the 17th century, there, aren't we? With uh... <laughs> drums uh, are involved, are they? Ian? <laughs> let's not go there, Tim. Remember Gaza got death threats, didn't he? Hmm. Uh, odd Bob at the panel. Not sure how full the stadium was, but did the support um, with the fans' help with the atmosphere? The atmosphere. Because... Massively. Yeah. They, 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 they were facing the home side, well. weren't they? I, yeah. I feel like the intensity of that game probably wouldn't have been the same if it wasn't for the atmosphere in the stands. I always think pre-season games can be a bit of a non-event when the, the fans mm. aren't there. That's why I normally never go to. I never normally do pre-season, yeah. ever. I'm umming and ahhing when they go to the Everton game. Are you going, Tim? I think so. I think, I mean, it would be different, but I think Everton are going to bring decent numbers. And I think it's just, you know, it's, it'd be good to just see, you're going to start seeing the um, development of what is the first team, I think, in the Everton game. So I think it'd be quite interesting from that perspective just to see where his mindset is. And hopefully it doesn't involve uh, the left wing spot being <laughs> held by. <laughs> It's current incumbent. Obviously, we've got Salford as well on Tuesday in the 45 million degree heat in Manchester. Oh, it's on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday night. Oh, I'm not going to that. So that'll be um, that'll be fun. Are you going to that, Tim? Uh, Not now. It's been mentioned that for because it literally is. The, uh, we're, just out, we're just out of it here, aren't we? We're Manchester's in zone. that ultra hot zone. Yeah. If you actually, pretty sure it's at thirty nine when I check. Because I'm nerdy yeah. and I go on the Met uh, weather app, and if you look at Manchester and Leeds, they're at, they are actually in that that the most northern part of that zone, and the the the, the, the forecasting thirty nine degrees. And and going right back, I was in as I suspect some of the people on here were when we played QPR when Holloway was the manager there. And uh, we went down and played in that black kit. Black and, it, kit yeah. and the Sunday was, uh, I flew from, it was when Blackpool was still flying down to Stansted. So I'd, I'd done the plane down to Stansted and all that bit. But on the, on the, the, the Saturday was hot, really hot. But the Sunday was the hottest day up to that point. And, and I think actually the hottest temperature was just outside London, but it was, it was unbelievable. And that was 38 point something. Uh, and, they reckon it's going to be done, don't they, on Tuesday? They reckon it's going to go over 40 for the first time ever. 
I've been in I've been in Sydney once when it was over forty degrees. My God, it was unbearable. Um, you open your window and it was literally like sticking your head in oven, just opening yeah. your window. And I think the only way I survived is I think I just spent all day in an air conditioned uh, shopping centre, milking a Boost smoothie for six hours. I mean, I've, I I used to go to Holiday in Cyprus in August, and and, and it once hit fifty one there or something. But you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Are you sat by the pool? Or you sit inside and you just have another drink and, and just and just relax. If you're trying to go about, if you're trying to work or watch, sit in the sun and watch a football match, it's it's not pleasant. And no. so I, I was thinking about it, but now it's a no. I was going to say York. That. It was like York was like 28, and that was unbearable. And because their stand was like really low on the opposite side, the sun was just in your face. Although to be fair, when the third goal it went in, I was quite happy that that was the case, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, not going to be fun, but we'll see and see. I'm pretty sure Maxwell's going to be in net for it. Um, from what he was, was saying, it, I so. thought he was on. Somebody on the in the comments said he wasn't on the bench today, but I thought he was, wasn't he? Did he not? Um, yeah, he was on the bench. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was. Yeah. Right, let's just fire a few um, through a few quick news items just before we we head off. News. You see on the panel there, <laughs> wow. um, Jimmy Armfield mural. Was finished today. Um, hmm. Let's get a picture of it up. What do we all think? Tim, you took that photo. You're on your bike this morning, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think I, t- I think I took it from somewhere else, actually, because I think it was, that was taken yesterday afternoon. Um, I, th- I think there's a, uh, three things I think need to be changed. Uh, the badge... The badge isn't straight. If you look at the badge in the middle, it's not it's not in line with the badge, the outer badge. So that needs to change. But these, I think, I think what I'm going to prefix what I'm going to say by saying that I think it, normally when somebody produces something like this, they do it and then they show it to everybody. It's finished. And I think, and, and I think even when you think it's finished, sometimes you go back and think that needs to change. But people only see it when you've done all those corrections. So. When you're doing something in a public display like this, you don't have that opportunity. So personally, that needs to change. I don't like the FY160H uh, that looks like a kid's done it next to the rest of it. Um, I think that needs to change. And it, it, it needs to sort the eyes out. I, I, it looks like he's in round nine of a Rocky film um, where they've, you know, Blasted the crap out of each other for nine rounds, and, and their eyes are virtually closing. Mm. So that needs. But again, I know he's changed it already, but I think that just needs to be corrected. I think I think there's just too much on the bottom. But overall, visually, when I walk, it's striking. The, it's really it's, striking. It, from it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. These are tweaks, and these are tweaks. That I'm listen. I've known nothing about murals, but but trying to create a canvas like that that big. And, and, and from what I understand, and Mitch is, I think knows a little bit about this, Donny, and a couple of other people, eyes and teeth are the are the hardest things to get right. And uh, uh, and I, and I, but it, it, that, that for me, they're easily changeable, but they do need to be changed in order for it to be what we all want it to be. But it's visually striking. It, it, the, it, the shirt it, looks well, really good. The shirt's fantastic from yeah. a distance. Uh, I think so I'd I have just made it. I think I'd just made it black. I'd have made the. I'd have made the background all that like wavy pinky stuff. Hmm. I'd have just made that a dark colour, and the orange with the tangerine orange, the tangerine shirt, which looks great, would have really popped from a distance. 
that was the change would... that I'd make. I'd get rid of that background and just make, have a a darker muted colour, and you, you'd get the you'd get a real good contrast from. The you were slag, you were slagging off the horns, thinking it was a voo-voo's like. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, what's that, voo-voo'sella? Yeah, but the, 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 as I sent that picture to you, the 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 um uh, the atomic boys had trumpets and cornets oh, and all sorts they? of things oh, going on. I sent you right. a picture on the WhatsApp yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so the, the reality is that if you're going back to that era, which was the well, it was all sort of the end of the atomic boys era, I think. But um, th- that that was going on, so I, I have no problem with any of that. As I said, I was thinking that bad the eye, the eyes. Someone's just put in the comments. He looks stoned. Uh, a couple of people put that on the or hay fever. The, the, it got yeah. really, really bad hay fever. I, yeah. I remember actually when I, I once, when I was a kid, I ran through a, a field of uh, really tall grass. When I, I used to have bad hay fever as a kid, and my eyes went up like, a little bit like that. It went really, really like sort of. But it, if, to, to me, that the the analogy is, it looks like a Rocky film. So just it, listen, <laughs> it's a little um, little tweaks, a couple of little tweaks, and then I think he's he's done a. A fantastic job, as I said. You know, it, it that was a horrible peeling wall, and it and it's now mm. uh, very, very visually striking. It's and it's um, it's a fantastic effort. My only other comment was the there's like a big black darkness under his nose and goes down onto his chin. It, I don't know. It just doesn't facially. It just you look at that, and you don't think you think who is it, don't you? It doesn't remind me of Jimmy Armfield. But that, I think that comes with the eyes, like you've said. Yeah, you, the eyes have got to be right. Yeah. And that's that. Uh, I, I guess I think it comes from the fact that's the hardest bit. And and the, and the teeth are difficult, but Jimmy didn't have perfect teeth by any stretch of the imagination. So but I think you've got, you've got to be careful that you don't, that it doesn't over overemphasize that. But I think, I think the thing is in the photograph, that they've used, he's he is squinting because I think he's got the sun in the eyes. So, uh, um, but I just think it's it's just slightly overdone at the moment. But mm. uh, it's a great idea. It's a great effort. And I said, hopefully, the positive feedback, constructive feedback, I should say, will be taken on board. And just a little bit, a couple of little corrections. I think it'll be it it will be everything that everybody wants it to be. Any thoughts on it, Sean? I think you've covered it. To be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, like like you say, it's it's very striking, and it's nice that we're able to to fan fund these sort of things as well. That was a mm. great effort from everyone to be able to get the money um, secured for it as well. So it's nice because you know the, the Armfield Club is practically now like a community hub, isn't it, for Blackpool fans? So it's nice to have it looking nice yeah. on the outside. It's like I said from um, walking over uh, Santan's Road, even from the the side near the the pub you could see that you could see that tangerine shirt from all the way down the street it really it really drew the eye so yeah a few tweaks anyway i think it'll be even better than it already is um what else we got uh new shirt came out i've not bought a shirt for 10 weeks 10 years maybe because um Slightly overweight men in the 40s should not be buying football shirts, really. But this is an absolute beauty. Um, Sean, a, a football shirt collecting nerd as you are, how does this one rate? Amazing. I've, I've got my, my phone covers, the the old sort of version of it. So I was delighted when that came out. Obviously, as I've gone on to say, I've bought a medium shirt and very much realised that 
I need to get either get to the gym or get a size up, but we'll uh, we'll move with that one. Um, sucking in at the moment. Yeah. So it was. It's not just mid mid forties, man. I think it's mid twenties, man, as well. But um, I, I mean, I, I don't don't know for sure, but I think the the talk is that the away shirt is similarly a sort of a classic sort of a remake. So um, if we're not going to do like the score draw type things, this is. This is better, I think, than, than the, the score draw sort of replica style things. I think this is best kept my lifetime anyway for home shirts because obviously home shirts can be very run-of-the-mill, can't they? Whereas the last two seasons in particular, we've we've kind of made an effort to make it a little bit different. Tim, you getting one? Uh, no. Well, actually, no. If, this, if the rule is that 40-year-old slightly overweight men shouldn't wear one, then um, that's got to be multiplied by at least a factor of three for slightly overweight fifty-year-old men. So, um, <laughs> um, what I would say, however, is that uh, being the manager of Blackpool's walking very successful walking football side, um, we're getting a new kit uh, this season, and um, it will be that one. So I will be wearing it. Oh, you will! But I'll be wearing it on a football pitch, not in the stands. You sound a bit like uh, the inverted. But I love it. Really? I love it. I think yeah, it's yeah, the best yeah. kit. It's, it, for me, it's... I'm it's trying to think superb. I, it's the best me, one we've ever had. I think it's the best kit since Alan Ball was managed when we had the Easy Wear one, which mm. I loved. Probably because it was around the time when I first started watching Blackpool. But um, I, I know um, it's better than the, the more salmon-coloured one that we had, which was sort of like the... Which is on the back of Sean's phone. I think it's better than that because it's it's, it's the correct shade of tangerine. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, for that reason, for that reason, I think it, it, it's the the Pantone's right, shall we say, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, the 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 proper it's the proper colour. But to stop uh, blowing the uh, smoke up the merchandise department's arse, I think they've dropped a bollock with the training wear this year. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw it. Uh, a horrendous shade of salmon. There's a, there's a special today. name for the colours, I forget what it was. I'm pretty sure it's the darker coloured training wear is Parisian Night. <laughs> I'm not particularly sure what the home version It's just crap templates, isn't it? It's Puma templates. Of course, I mean, I was, I, falling. Puma are kind of renowned for just template and everything, so I think we're quite lucky that we've got a, a specialised home shirt. So I think, I always think training wear is crap anyway, to be right. honest, and it's completely think- overpriced, so... Tim, do you think Simon Saddles had something to do with this? Because it seems very bespoke to everyone was harking back to the original uh, basket, weren't they? Saying we yeah. want something similar to that. So this I, is it's pretty unique. You're not going to see another. What yeah, and I, what I like what I like about it is what I, I've never been a great fan of like having white on the top. I want a plain-ish tangerine top with white shorts. The classic colours are what. Most for me, what most fans want. So you've got, you've got, obviously you've got, you've got the the diamonds in it, which sort of give it a little bit of uh, texture. But it, at the end of the day, it's it's uh, for the front on. It's a tangerine, solid tangerine kit with white shorts and tangerine socks, and that that's what I want. And I'm I like, listen, I don't know, I don't know what input Sam's had into it. I don't know what input any of the. Uh, Directors have had it, but I'm sure they've had the say, and I'm sure they've seen various samples, and I think they've chosen extremely well. And uh, so, every credit. Mm. 
Okay, a few more items just before we we head off. Uh, we're on Sky twice. You, it's like waiting for a bus. Uh, last season we were on what once until March, and um, they've decided to put us on twice. We're on against QPR away and Blackburn at home, both in August. So um, don't think anyways we're going for QPR away, were we? So that's a that's a bonus. I am. Apart from Sean. It's frustrating QPRs on a midweek. It was right, it's good, that, it's good now that it's on Sky, but it's frustrating it's on Tuesday night because I think QPR is a, probably a game that a lot was a little bit like the full. It would have probably mm. been this year's Fulham game. It would. With it being midweek, it, so we get the joy of Millwall on a Saturday, which isn't doesn't quite have the same um, appeal. Um, Ash tried to set up another Thames trip. Uh, WhatsApp group that kind of sank like the proverbial. I've never known anybody as many people be away on holiday in September ever. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> saying, sorry, I'm Ash, I'm away. I'm away. He up, away. Uh, he set up a WhatsApp group. And it was like, it was like a, a video printer of people leaving, wasn't it? I'm away, <laughs> leave, I'm away, leave, I'm away, leave, 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 leave. So I don't think that's going to happen. No. I think if um, it been QPR, I think it'd have, it'd have yeah. got traction. I remember the last time we had QPR on a bloody weekend we always seem to get them away from yeah. it must have been that 40 degree black kit away game uh when we played it when it was 40 degrees it was oh, it i can't believe they played in a black kit that day jesus what were they thinking of you'd have changed it wouldn't you you'd have well presumably you could you'd have changed it. why would it you know playing in a black kit in in incredible temperatures like that i felt really sorry for the players we lost five nil so i don't think it helped us at all mm. Right, and the final news piece before we head off. Um, there was road closures today. I don't know if anyone noticed, but that's been uh, announced. The Bloomfield Road and surrounding area is going to be closed to traffic for 20 minutes after each game. I thought it worked really well, Tim, particularly with the vast... Uh, well, I don't know, because I, I went... We, we spend the game where we're intermingling with Rangers fans in the pubs. In, in They let them in the armfield. It was like... Because normally the away fans aren't allowed in the armfield. They let them in there. And then we come out of the north, and the gates are closed again. And it's like I noticed that. Yep. So um, for F's sake, so it's like the. So actually, I was with Ashley and uh, and Badder, and, and we went round the, um, uh, the 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 cinema side, shall we say, to get to our car, which was near Tilsey um, Tilsey Cons. But so I didn't go around that way. That it, it's a long answer to give the short. I didn't actually see the the impact of the road closure after the game because I went the other way around. But incredibly frustrating that that the gate, the office gate to get out of, is again shut when we spent all game mixing. Anyway, um, yeah. I'm sure somebody thought it was a good idea at the time. Hmm. But yeah, I think it's a good idea that there's road closures. But the slight issue is that they've got road closures going up. Going further up seaside as way, haven't they? So, is it? I think my concern is during the season it's going to create horrendous traffic problems. Anyway, let's move on from uh, this very boring topic. The, uh, the casual. You asked. <laughs> I did, Tim. I did. My own fault. Um, right, I think we'll we'll leave it there. Just one quick announcement before we go. Obviously, the new season's coming, and we're looking to get a sponsor for the uh, podcast next season. So. Any local businesses out there or organisations want to uh, get a bit more exposure um, to Blackpool and football-related audiences, get in contact um, with me at Seasiders Pod, and we'll thrash out a deal. And do like subscribe to the channel and if you're watching on YouTube, 
helps us grow on all that. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So all that to be said is thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading. Do like, subscribe. And up the pool. Up the pool. Up the pool. <laughs>So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter program that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. You'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month, price of a pint. And for that, you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private members whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it'd be great to have you on board thanks for listening Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.